0: Welcome to the female physician entrepreneurs podcast. This podcast is actually a spinoff of a Facebook group. My name is Shira McLaughlin. I created that Facebook group for female physicians so that they would have a place to come and learn about business, to network and to grow. And we've done just that. So if you're interested, take a look at our show notes for our website, as well as a direct link to the Facebook group. This podcast is going to be about everything business. So let's listen along as we hear about tips to help grow our business. In this episode, I wanted to tell you my story. I knew that I would become a physician at a very early age. At the age of 13, I was diagnosed with Mount Hodgkin's lymphoma. I was treated at Sloan Kettering for a couple of years, and that pediatric oncologist became a good friend. I wasn't an A student in high school. and When I got to college, I became an A student by studying all the time basically, I was OCD. I was able to get into medical school on my first try. Although my plans were to become a pediatric oncologist, I soon realized that I had better interest in general surgery. I was told at the time that general surgery was really not conducive for a female, that the lifestyle would be too tough, be too many overnight calls, and I wanted to see my children. I didn't listen. And for those who know me, you know I don't listen. I'm pretty feisty. I didn't see myself married, and I certainly didn't see myself with children. That first year out, I worked a ton of hours. In college, I didn't have any school loans. I paid for it myself. I worked the weekends 7 to 3 on Saturday and Sunday, and I was able to get a job as a nurse's aide and a ward clerk. So just by working the weekends was enough to pay for for college. I went to a state school. I knew medical school would be tough, and I just wanted to concentrate on that and not have to worry about work. My dad was really concerned about me taking out school loans, but I said that I'd be able to pay it off as soon as I finished, and I did just that. I kept to my word that first year out, I worked like a dog, worked many hours, but I paid off over $100,000 in school loans. I thought most doctors made a decent living and wanted half school loans, and it wasn't until I joined a large female physician group that I realized that even some doctors live paycheck to paycheck. See, I was lucky. I went to state school, but not everybody's fortunate to do that. They go to private school, and they may owe three hundred dollars or $400,000 when they get out. Then they would buy a house. They have children. I was lucky. I was single. I was able to work the hours. And honestly, I have no regrets. I didn't have that hanging over me. I think I was always interested in entrepreneurship. My dad owned his own company. It was a small company, small business, but he did well with it. He was a man of integrity and honesty. He worked very hard, and I learned a lot from him. I think my first jump into entrepreneurship outside of my practice was skincare. I private-labeled skincare, and then I eventually ended up manufacturing my own line. From there, I did some scar gels. I did a lingerie line for women who have had cancer, breast cancer reconstruction, and couldn't find lingerie that fit them appropriately. There is an expression that I heard Doc Paula say once, you don't know what you don't know, and I believe that full-heartedly. I didn't know how to sew. So I took some sewing lessons. I didn't think it would be any big deal just to design. So I started doing it. I took some sewing lessons. I found a small factory in Brooklyn. Not far from where I live, I was able to drive back and forth. Met with them a few times and they manufactured the line for me. Recently we spoke about fear. I had no fear. Was just something in my head that I knew I was going to do and I did it. Perhaps fear creeps in when we feel like we have something to lose. Whether we feel like we're going to fail, or we feel like financially it may be too much of a burden, we're going to lose the money, or we're afraid of what people may think. If you have nothing to lose, there shouldn't be any fear. So the plastic surgery practice went along, and it wasn't until about 2009 that I really started to second-guess myself. I felt it was extremely competitive. The area that I'm in has a lot of plastic surgeons, and unfortunately, they don't always speak the best about each other. I felt that I was given everything that I possibly could to the practice. I myself felt very burned out. I was still doing a fair amount of plastic surgery call. By this time, I had met my husband, and I had a daughter. I felt like I couldn't give everything to my marriage. I couldn't give everything to my daughter, and I certainly couldn't give everything to my practice. There was just not enough time in the day, and I couldn't be split in so many different directions. I was contemplating some changes, and then my father was diagnosed with liver cancer. I knew that he was dying, and I wanted to spend as much time with him as I possibly could. I had people covering for me, but no matter what, I was still getting plenty of phone calls and of a lot of emergencies. For me, I think that was the straw that broke the camel's back, that expression. But I said to myself, and I guess now because it's 2020, and we think, you know, decade by decade, it was 2009. And I said, do I want to do this for the next 10 years? And I knew the answer was no. I just didn't know how to go about making those changes somewhere along the line. The chief medical officer of one of the hospitals that I was part of, asked me to be part of a quality assurance committee. This required that I would review charts. I remember the day he asked me to do it. I was walking down the hallway. It was a bright, brightly lit hallway with lots of sun outside, big, beautiful windows. Stopped me in the hall. We were just chatting. And he said, you know something, I'm so glad I ran into you because I was thinking you would be great for this. I certainly couldn't say no, but I do remember walking away from him. I had tears in my eyes, looking at the trees outside and said, oh my goodness, how could I put anything more on my plate? I started doing the work and actually really enjoyed it. I took some coding and billing classes, became certified coder, and then started doing consultant work for companies throughout the country. When I was making enough money, I decided to transition out of clinical medicine altogether. I was offered a full-time position for a New York plan, and I decided to take that. I've been with that company for over six years now. My advice to you would be never to say never. You just don't know where life will bring you. Do you imagine if I had said no all those years ago? Who knows what would have happened to my practice? Perhaps I would have walked away with nothing. I don't know. I do know that I was burnt out, and I knew that I could not go on the way that I was. I'm fortunate that I had an open mind and I had insight to look into other directions. So for any of you who are listening and you feel the same way, you feel like you're burnt, you don't know what to do. Keep an open eye. It's the reason why I wanted to start this Facebook group. I wanted a place for women to come who felt burnt out and didn't know what to do. I wanted them to be surrounded by people who were moving and grooving because I knew how important that was to do that. There's no dead ends. You have a career behind you, and it doesn't mean that you have to stick in that same career forever. You can transition out of it. You can do lots of things. Maybe you just want to do a side gig. See, nothing is final unless you make it final. It is all in the way that you look at things. You may feel like you're alone. You may feel like you're the only one that feels that way, and perhaps to some degree that could be. It all depends on who you surround yourself with. If you're thinking that you're getting burnt out, then keep an open mind. Reach out to people in the group. Talk to people because there are a lot of people that have been through this and they understand. Like I mentioned, nothing's set in stone. Think about what you want to do. There are so many coaches in this group. Reach out. So back to my story. When I started six years ago at this company, they had done a search on me. And the CMO asked me, it's like, Sharon, you have so many things going on. Are you going to be able to stop and just concentrate on this one particular job? What do you think my answer was? Yep, you're right. I said, yes, of course, absolutely. And I did for a number of years, but I found myself wanting more. Hence, I started this group. See, I love my husband very much, but he's not into entrepreneurship. And my very close friends, there are some of them are female physicians, they're not into entrepreneurship either. I found myself lonely because I still wanted to do things on the side, outside the corporate job. I just enjoy inventing. I love creating. So I started the group because I knew that there would be other female physicians out there who enjoy the same things I do, entrepreneurship. So over the years, some of you have become my very closest to friends. You know everything about me. Watching all of you have encouraged me to do more myself. started this podcast, and my latest endeavor is into the fitness and weight loss realm. Since I was a young girl, I had watched my mother struggle with weight. She was five foot three and 260 pounds. she lose 50 pounds and then gain it back again. I know that mood had something to do with it. I know that in retrospect, there was probably bouts of depression. There was binge eating. And overall, I just don't think there was a lot of self-esteem there. I too have had my issues. When I was in medical school, I was bulimic. I've definitely had issues with body image. After I hit my forties, started going through menopause This extra weight that I had around my belly was just killing me. I was dieting, counting calories, exercising, and no matter what I did, I just could not get that weight off. I took a look at different programs. For me, it was the processed foods. I limited them completely from my diet. I've switched refined to whole grains. i switched saturated fat to unsaturated fat. I'm primarily plant-based. I do eat meat occasionally but by and large it's plant-based and that's really it. There is nothing special here. So the program I'm creating will be primarily based on mindset. I will combine the mindset program with the exercise program that I have online. Now you have heard me say this before when you're working with a network marketing company, you can certainly push that company, but I strongly encourage you to brand yourself to do your own types of products. It's very easy to do digital products. It's just practice like I mentioned. So here are some questions to ask. How else could I help somebody? What am I giving them? But what else could I give them? And when you're talking to your customers, you know the answers. You're going to know what their pain points are. You're going to know what they complain about. What do they need help with and take note of all this because this is how you create your product. So how do you start? I have so many people reaching out to me to say, how do you start? You need a following without a following. It's going to be really difficult. And how do you get that following? Well, you can spend a fair amount of time on social media like some of us do. You can also start with traffic. It would be paid traffic. If you talk to the marketers, they usually tell you that combining the two is the best. But keep in mind that you have to have an idea of what you're going to create. Once you have an idea, you could target the traffic. I think as physicians, we spend so much time dotting our I's and crossing our T's that we think to ourselves, everything has to be perfect. I can tell you, most of the world doesn't function this way. Just put something out there. Read a few articles, put something together, and just start creating. You could do Zoom sessions and do one-on-one sessions. You could create an ebook. book you, you know, just start collecting emails. Just start. That's the bottom line. That truly is my biggest advice I can give you guys is just to start. Don't let fear step in the way. Don't let what other people say step in the way. Just follow your heart and do something. You're in this group for a reason. It's probably because you're searching for something. You want something a little bit different. That's absolutely fine. Watch other people. Look to see what you may be interested in. Follow those people on social media and just start creating. You can do this. I hope this has encouraged you to take some steps. And thank you for listening to my story. You can always follow me on social media at MacMD. And the name of the program that I have is The Mac Method. Thanks to Dr. Lex who helped name that. See, it's all part of being a group and being encouraged and also encouraging others to grow. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Female Physician Entrepreneurs Podcast. If you like us, please give us a nice review and tell your family and friends about us. We'll see you on another episode.